I was two years old in 1970 when the Chiefs and Minnesota Vikings met in what was Super Bowl IV. Excuse me. And the Chiefs ended up on the long end of a 23-7 win. This afternoon, the excitement of that particular time frame came back, my friends. The Chiefs defeated the Tennessee Titans 35-24, while on the NFC side, San Francisco defeated Green Bay 37-20. So now we have an all-red Super Bowl. I'm not going to focus on San Francisco. I'm going to focus on Kansas City because it looked to me, especially looking on Facebook late this afternoon, that there was a lot of enthusiasm for this team. And thanks to Patrick Mahomes, as I might have mentioned on our Red Friday edition of this show, I found myself with a renewed enthusiasm for the Chiefs too. And Patrick brought it back. That kid can play quarterback better than anybody perhaps I have ever seen. For this special edition of the New Directions podcast this evening, I have a couple of items under the heading of unfinished business, and then we are going to celebrate ourselves a win. And I do believe, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that are listening tonight, Yes, San Francisco's representing the NFC. Yes, they have five Super Bowl wins. But their latest time they were in the Super Bowl, they lost to Baltimore, which means they can lose to AFC teams. And I see Kansas City bringing a Super Bowl trophy home to this area. I see it happening. We will talk at length about the Chiefs when we come right back. Terry Runyon here from the New Directions podcast. I wanted to make this show as Kansas City-based as possible. And I wanted to find some sources to use to try to make this happen. One source I was able to find was in Kansas City Magazine. You hear a lot of headlines on the news. But this magazine takes those headlines scratches the surface and gives you inside details behind what you see on television and that's one of the things that I enjoy it also profiles the music scene talks about a different restaurant every month it goes into places in Kansas City that no other outlet would and I'm a big fan of this magazine for that very reason I love what, it do, what they do with this. I think the reporting is fantastic. And I invite you, the next time you're in a new, at a newsstand that has in Kansas City Magazine, to pick one up. You will be very glad that you did. In a recent interview, Patrick Mahomes made it very, very clear that... He wanted to stay in Kansas City. 
and I, in the Kansas City area especially. And recently, he d took part in something that really backed up what he's saying. And this is straight from the pages of the Kansas City, Kansas Public Schools Education Connection magazine. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has become a household name since gracing the football field as a leader and then off the field with his endless work to improve the lives for so many in the Kansas City area through his volunteer work. So with no surprise, in 2019, the NFL MVP launched his next project, the 15 and Mahomes Foundation, which focuses on community, health, and so much more. Part of that program, 15 for 15, of course the 15 being Mahomes' football number, centers around classrooms, children with disabilities, after-school programs, and now the Kansas City, Kansas Public Schools District. KCKPS was just one of the two school districts to be picked as the first 15 organizations to receive grant funding from the foundation. This is an exciting time for the Kansas City, Kansas Public School District, says Superintendent Dr. Charles Faust. The support from this great organization is exactly what being on track is all about. It's about parents, students, and especially the community understanding that by working together we can all better the future of our students. And that is why KCKPS has decided to spend the $15,000 awarded by the Foundation to furthering the educational goals for its students. We are happy to announce that 7,000 will go to Quindaro Elementary School and the other 8,000 will go to our district seniors who have plans to head off to college, said Dr. Faust. Over the past two years, Quindaro Elementary has made great strides. Test scores at the school are improving and the overall learning atmosphere has changed. We make data public by displaying it in the hallway in classrooms to show it's part of this journey said Stacy Chapman, principal at Quindero. I want Quindero to be known for the school which closed achievement gaps, says Chapman. Chapman, rather. I want my scholars to believe and know that nothing is impossible, and contributing to their futures requires excellence. I want them to care about their education and know that it will lead to greater things in life. And that is why the school has been chosen to receive $7,000, to go to assisting in that drive for excellence. And now the seniors. High school seniors with plans of going off to college are asked to now apply for one of the eight $1,000 scholarships. You go to the district's website, kcks.org, and you will find the scholarship information on the homepage. Your requirements are to write a 500, double, 500 word, I guess, double-spaced essay in MLA style explaining the following. Describe areas in your life when you demonstrated leadership and overcame obstacles, either through school, social, or family life. And the link will stay, stay live from now through March the, 12th, March the 12th, with the winners being announced by March 31st. Don't forget to include your first and last name, school you are attending, phone number, email address, and the first and last name of at least one guardian. Patrick Mahomes is reaching out to folks, to kids, most especially through that foundation. And he's wanting to make sure kids have a bright future. And my friends, 
that is what you call admirable. I had meant to feature this report um, Friday on the red, excuse me, the Red Friday edition of this show, but unfortunately, I had forgotten to do it, so I'll do it right here. This talks about a chief's display that was posted by the Deanna Rose Children's Farmstead in South Overland Park. And this story was provided by the Fox 4 Newsroom. And I think we got it. We do. A Christmas tree display that turned into a display for our very own Kansas City Chiefs. The arrow point in one of the rooms. Andy Reid coaching. Go Chiefs on the side. The farmstead which had been set up for Christmas is now set up for the Chiefs. And, it's, and I like what I see here. I really do. The arrow point on one of the farm areas. Thanks for visiting. The Annual Rose Children's Farmstead will reopen April the 1st. And that's it for the display. It's about 20 seconds long. I'll read a little bit about it here at the bottom. Now that the holiday season is over and the NFL playoff season is well underway, Deanna Rose Children's Farmstead have changed things up to help cheer on the Kansas City Chiefs in their playoff run. They have transformed their holiday light display in support of the Chiefs. You can stop by the farmstead between 5 and 11 p.m. to see a short display celebrating football season in the Kansas City area. It is free and open to the public. The show can be viewed in the farmstead's main parking lot in the warmth of your car. They just ask that you turn off the vehicle lights while watching the show. Something you see from the outside, I guess. And that's okay. That's fine. So, and they mention how the game ended up between the Chiefs and Houston to end that, end that particular in that particular article that they had. One moment here while I see what's going on with my computer. It is resetting on me. That's what's going on. Well, give it a moment here. I could not be happier for the Kansas City Chiefs fans. And when I say the Chiefs fans, I refer to the ones that have followed him a little more closely, honestly, than I have. And I know I have. And and as I mentioned at the open, it took, <clears throat> excuse me, Patrick Mahomes coming back, Patrick Mahomes being the quarterback, I guess, to bring me back as a fan. This team is very exciting. And the fact that they are in the Super Bowl right now makes things very, very fun. And I am looking forward to when the Chiefs and 49ers get together in a couple of weeks. So I thought for this evening, it might be kind of fun to play a little bit of music and maybe share some thoughts in between. One particular song 
that I like to play quite a bit, I'm going to start with right now, in fact. This is a song that the disco group Cool and the Gang made famous. And I would like to play this, most especially, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Here are the guys with Celebration. Here in 4, 3, 2, 1. And here we go. Let's celebrate, it's alright, baby, 
to those that are Kansas City Chiefs fans, be they occasional, be they lifelong, it makes no difference which. The fact that the team that you followed for so long is in the Super Bowl speaks volumes. No question about it. You have every right to be happy tonight. When I got on Facebook late this afternoon, after the result had been decided, there were so many people that were talking on Facebook that are very, very happy. And I think it's great. Somebody was talking about the possibility of maybe having a similar celebration at Union Station for the Chiefs that the Royals had five years ago when they won the World Series. I personally would not mind seeing that. And this is, this show has also kind of become a coming out party of sorts because I am, because I'm now, I'm, I'm trying to make this podcast as Kansas City as I can. And this is my effort to do just that with the New Directions podcast. So I'll cover a lot of Royals, a lot of Chiefs, and may throw, and I'll even throw some Sporting KC and some T-Bones in along the way too. Cover everybody and cover the entire Kansas City scene. One of the things that I had learned when I did the podcast series earlier this month, that is, was that there were more national there were more national podcasts than there were local. A fact that I find very surprising. So, hopefully we can change that by going Kansas City as Kansas City as we can. There's a little similarity between... There are a couple of similarities that I could see between this upcoming Super Bowl matchup and at least the one the Royals had with the Mets in that the feature color with both teams, the Royals and Mets in 2015 was blue, the Chiefs and 49ers this year, of course, red. So, it'll be a battle of the teams in red, I guess. Nothing wrong with that. And I think it's going to be a very intense Super Bowl. And it's probably a safe bet to say that the early line for the game has the 49ers has the 49ers being the favorites. If so, that's fine. But the Chiefs have been on a roll too. And I think that people may be underestimating this bunch just a little bit. For some reason or other, they are not believing in the Chiefs too much. They're happy about Patrick Mahomes, but they're not... They're not total believers, I guess. I don't know what the situation is, 
But I think it's about time somebody started believing in believing in the Kansas City Chiefs. And I have an idea about how maybe we could do, we could do that by playing a song that was the Royals and Giants both seventh inning song in 2014, a favorite of mine too. Smart news. I like keeping up with national news. But our community matters more. With smart news, we can get all our local... ...and journey...
Don't you dare stop believing, Chiefs fans. Not that I need to tell you that. But these guys are very definitely for real. And if there was a chance that they could win the Super Bowl, I think I could see that happening without any problem at all. Before we end this segment, let me play this piece from Fox 4, and we will make this official right now. Guys, take it away. Oh, wait a minute. They're doing a Red Sunday special. Let's go this direction. Arrowhead Stadium rocked to Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. Kansas City fans' half-century wait to boogie in the Super Bowl is over, in great part due to their quarterback's magical feat, not to mention his majestic arm. With his best imitation of a tightrope walker, Patrick Mahomes high-wired the Chiefs into their first Super Bowl since 1970. Oh, sure, Mahomes did his usual superb job, superb job passing, but it was his 27-yard tap dance down the left sideline late in the first half that gave the Chiefs their first lead. From there, they outran the run-oriented Titans and star-backed Derrick Henry for a 35-24 victory Sunday in the AFC Championship. At last, for the third time overall, the Chiefs are Super Bowl-bound. In two weeks in Miami, they will play, I can officially now say this, San Francisco. I mean, it's amazing, it really is, Mahomes said, to be here, to be a part of Chief's kingdom, and to be able to do it here at Arrowhead. These people deserve it, and we're not done yet. Adding to the joy of the achievement, Coach Andy Reid and owner Clark Hunt accepted the Lamar Hunt Trophy, named after his father, emblematic of the AFC title. It was handed over to them by Chiefs Hall of Famer Bobby Bell with Mahomes and safety Teron Matthew jumping for joy on the makeshift stage. Next up, chasing the Vince Lombardi trophy. Very excited and very emotional to win the trophy that has my dad's name on it, Hunt said. Yeah, 50 years were too long, but we're going to another Super Bowl. Chiefs Kingdom, we are going to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs lost in 1967 in the first AFL-NFL championship game. Nope, it wasn't called the Super Bowl yet. To the Lombardi Packers, 35-10. Three years later, one year after the New York Jets shocked Baltimore to lay claim to the AFL being equal to the long-established NFL, Kansas City was back. This time, it was known as the Super Bowl. Indeed, Lamar Hunt is credited with coming up with the name and his Chiefs hammered Minnesota 23-7 with a typical Wild West offensive flair and a staunch defense. Those are characteristics that helped carry KC this season. Reed isn't as animated as Hall of Famer Hank Stram, who famously urged the Chiefs team to keep matriculating the ball down the field, boys. Caught up in the moment Sunday, Reed said it's awesome before asking the crowd to chant, How about those Chiefs? Moments later, standout tight end Travis Kelsey proclaimed, you've got to fight for your right to party. There will be plenty of partying on South Beach for Chiefs Kingdom heading into the championship matchup. Fired up to go to Miami, got to get on a diet so I can fit into my clothes, Reed said, very proud. As they had done in their past three elimination games, 
The six-seeded Titans got started quickly. The difference at Arrowhead as opposed to Houston, New England, and Baltimore was that the Chiefs had Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and Damian Williams on offense and a vastly upgraded defense from when they lost in last year's AFC title game. Henry was held to seven yards rushing in the second half. They were doubling all these guys, Mahomes said, of his spectacular TD run, which he barely stayed in bounds. I just ran it and got some good blocking at the end and found a way to get in the end zone. A week after they overcame a 24-0 deficit against Houston, the Chiefs had to rally again. Down 10-0 and 17-7, Kansas City didn't flinch, building a 35-17 lead while controlling the clock with a strong ground game. Naturally, Mahomes complemented that with sharp passing, spreading the ball on short and deep throws. The dagger came with a 60-yard completion to Watkins for the Chiefs' 28th straight point midway, midway in the final period. Mahomes thrust both arms in the air as the crowd sang, I want to dance with somebody. That somebody will be either the will be the 49ers in two weeks. They got rolling and they got the job done. I'm gonna stop right there. Congratulations, my friends, to the Kansas City Chiefs and their fans. They had a well-deserved 35-24 victory over the Tennessee Titans. And congratulations to them as they go to Miami for their first Super Bowl in 50, and that is 5-0 years. Couldn't be happier, and I know I'll be following them very closely along with the rest of you. I'll look ahead to tomorrow on the other side of this break. I thought, when, why have one feature book when you can have two? I do now have two books featured at my bookstore. This is Terry Runyon from the New Directions Podcast. The two books I'm featuring are A Stadium of Royal Memories and Ramblings from the Radio. Royal Memories talks about memories of Royals games that I have gone to in the past leading through 2017. Ramblings from the Radio talks about my first seven months hosting New Directions on Blog Talk Radio and the guests that I've had along the way, too. They're both good reads. Royal Memories is priced at $9.99, and Ramblings from the Radio is at $20. I invite you to take a look at those. They are available in the bookstore along with the rest of the books. All you have to do is just click on the book you want. You'll go to my author page, pay for it there. So please take advantage of this. Two feature books, Stadium of Royal Memories and Ramblings from the Radio, both available at Terry's Bookstore at Amazon West. Tomorrow on the show... In a figurative sort of way, anyway, we're going to go to church. We're going to take a look at two styles of worship services that are still 
at least from my vantage point anyway, in some sort of a competition. One church has traditional, one church has modern. There are some churches, I believe, that have blended the two of them together. What's going to happen tomorrow is this. I'm going to play one traditional church song and one modern to kind of lead into talking about this. I really don't have an opinion as to which one is better or which or which one is worse. But I wanted to kind of give you a little bit of a background on what these two styles of worship are all about and talk about some trends that are happening not just in one particular kind of church but I think in churches in general it's been happening quite a bit the difference between traditional and modern worship tomorrow on the New Directions podcast for the better part of maybe 10 or 15 years I would hear from people at the start of football season that would say to me the Chiefs are number one they're going to go to the Super Bowl people would say that to me for the longest time I thought it would be would be true last year when the Chiefs suffered that overtime heartbreaking loss to New England. But it finally happened this year. And speaking as a little bit stronger Royals fan than I am Chiefs, but I'm getting stronger on Chiefs, by the way, I couldn't be happier for those that have followed the Chiefs as long as they have. And it looks to me, given the team that that they've got, like they could really make some things happen in Miami against the 49ers. And I'm the first person to believe that that is what is going to happen. They've been saying it was going to for years. Maybe this year is going to finally be the year that it does. Here's hoping that it does. Stay tuned. Stay tuned as we get closer to that to that game on that particular day. Until then, that's going to wind things up for the New Directions podcast for the special edition. Thank you for being with me. We will see you on the radio as we start the week tomorrow. Until then, Dirks Brothers Osborne, get us out of here if you would, please.
Still a little bit heaven, but still a little bit flesh and a little fire. 